The Sharks lose their eighth and ninth games over the weekend, but William Eklund turns out he's pretty good and a tough weekend for the Barracuda. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite lovable losers in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at Inside the Rink, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Uh, Proudly a part of the Locked on Network, we cover your team every day. Win or nine straight losses in a row. Uh, If you want to be an everydayer, All you have to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts, or you can subscribe on YouTube as well. So today's episode, we're going to be recapping both the Canes game from Friday, and then we'll recap and the uh, Caps game from Sunday, and then we'll talk about a tough Cuda weekend. But why Daniel Gushin is knocking down the door to be uh, playing NHL games sooner rather than later. Um, So before we get into everything, do. I want to let you guys know today's episode is brought to you guys by Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. All right, let's start with the Hurricanes game, where the Sharks continued their uh, goalless streak by losing three to nothing to uh, the Hurricanes. Big takeaway from that game is uh, William Eklund is is here, buddy. Um, Anybody who doubted uh, Eklund, I like. I don't have to say to you right now if he's really good. Like he is really good, and I'm just waiting until we get Eklund on the hurdle Duclair line, or like Eklund with people who can actually score goals. And yes, I know uh, Luke Cunningham scored a goal um, on Sunday, but William Eklund is really good. So. Um, Digging like that game was very much the Carolina Hurricanes just kind of doing what the Carolina Hurricanes do to teams. And that is just kind of put them uh, just kind of play with them and then just destroy them when they need to. And, you know, Carolina got two goals in the first and then basically kind of coasted the rest of the game. And the Sharks never really uh, were able to establish anything in that game and um, wasn't as bad as the Tampa Bay game. But it just it wasn't a, a a very great effort, except for Eklund. Eklund was amazing. He's never done anything wrong. So um, let's dig into the numbers really quick. Uh, so that game, forty seven minutes of five on five. The Hurricanes had sixty two percent of the shot attempts. Uh, they also had thirty scoring chances uh, compared to the Sharks twenty one. Um, only had six high danger compared to the Sharks 10. Sharks did have more high danger chances, 2.52 to 2.18 expected goals for in favor of the Hurricanes. Um, but again, it was kind of, they got up by two goals and just put the clamps down because that's what the Hurricanes do. They're a very good defensive team. And the Sharks just didn't have much wiggle room in that game. 
looking at the forwards, um, so you had Zettelin, Hurdle, Duclair as a line, Eklund, Sturm, Luke Cunning, Mike Hoffman, Jacob Peterson, Philip Sedina, and then Giovanni Smith, Ryan Carpenter, and Kevin LeBanc were your lines. Um, the Hurdle line had 936 time on ice, allowed six shots, gave up four, or sorry, six shot attempts, gave up 14. Actual shots was three to six, uh, 0.1 expect seven expected goals, four to 0.35. Three to eight scoring chances, one to one high danger chances. The Eklund Sturm Cunning line played 931, 12 to eight shot, shot attempts. Um, actual shots was three to four. 0.57 expected goals, four to 0.24 was by far the Sharks' best line. Um, six to five scoring chances, four to two high danger chances. The Hoffman Peterson Zadina line. Poor Philip Sadina, after such a great start, has just been kind of lost in the shuffle here. Um, I don't know if it's the lack of talent around him or what it is, but he is um, his lines have not been producing well since you know the past couple games, basically since the start of his road trip. So um, six twelve time on ice, they had one shot attempt, gave up nine. Um, Actual shots was one to five. They did allow a goal, 0.06 expected goals, 4.13 expected goals allowed. And then the Smith Carpenter LeBank line played 557, two to nine shot attempts. Um, actual shots was one to two, 0.02 expected goals, four, um, 0.25 uh, expected goals allowed, and four scoring chances there. Um, and then for Capo Kakadin, um, Again, I thought he played really well despite, um, you know, giving up three goals. And that's been kind of the story of all the goalies this year, right? Is is despite how many goals. And it's not the Sharks haven't really, other than the Tampa game where they they hemorrhage goals. Like the Sharks haven't been in, they kind of kept the goal total down. But I thought Kapokakinen played his best game of the year um, against uh, the Hurricanes in all situations, all 60 minutes. He had 40 shot attempts, uh, 37 saves, three goals against. Expected goals against was 4.92. Um, so he had 925 save percentage, seven high danger shots, seven high danger saves, uh, 13 mid danger, 11 mid danger. And then he had 19 low danger, 18 uh, low danger saves. So Sharks did a good job of, in this game of kind of keeping the hurricanes out. And that's kind of their MO is they like to kind of shoot from the point, especially when you have guys like Brent Burns who loves to shoot from the point. But um, overall, like that was just a better team, just both teams on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, that was just a better team. The Hurricanes just kind of putting the kibosh on the Sharks and doing enough and kind of being like, we know you're not going to score two goals, uh, let alone three to win this game. So, but I, I think Eklund though, kind of back to him, you, you saw just that tenacity and that like four checking monster. And I'm just going to create and create and keep creating plays. And once he gets some, a little bit better talent around him, like I know, I know the, the production, like the raw number production isn't there and nobody's production is great right now, especially because this team is not scoring more than one goal, right? This road trip, they scored five games. They scored three goals in five games. Uh, if I'm doing quick math, like this team just cannot score goals right now. So of course nobody's production, but you have to point to like the process here. And Eklund is doing everything you'd want from him. And he's just, he's just not getting the results on the stat sheet right now. And those, those will come right. Once you get some more chemistry, um, 
this team will get better. I think just because by playing a little bit more and getting more chemistry and getting pieces back, like when Barabanov comes back, when Couture comes back, if you know, a guy like Daniel Gushin gets called up or like they're, they're going to kind of figure it out. And this team is not going to go over for 82 um, this season. Like it's just not like this team is going to score some more and they're going to get some wins at some point. Um, but the process for Eklund right now looks great. And um, I think he still has some stuff to iron out in his, his own zone. And right, we don't expect Eklund to ever be like a Selkie, um, you know, kind of guy. Or, you know, just as long as you're trying and you're you're putting the effort in in your defensive zone and you're not making mental lapses, that's all I can ask for you in your own zone, especially for a young guy like William Eklund. And I think he will continue to get better in his own zone. But the creativity he shows when he's in his own zone and how often, especially, you know, it's coming he gets behind the net and he just kind of, he finds room and he gets these great passes to guys and they're just not quite able to connect on them. And, um, that that's like, Eklund probably could have like five more assists right this season. If he has some better shooting talent around him. Um, so again, you have to be really excited with, you know, we're 10% into the shark season right now. And you have to be really excited with Eklund's where his game is at. Right. And I am not worried at all. The way he keeps playing, the way he's played right playing right now, he's going to be an absolute star, especially when they start getting more talented pieces around him and able guys who can actually finish goals here. Um, like if, if Eklund's playing with Couture, I, I think Eklund's got like three more assists right now, just because of, better shooting talent around him so um yeah Eklund was absolutely monster on friday night um the whole the whole game just absolutely easily was i think he was the best player on the team so um before we continue we're going to dig into the caps game and how the sharks uh almost almost got their first win uh here in just one second If you are looking for tickets to whatever, right? Um, maybe you want to go see a Niners game. Maybe you want to go catch a Sharks game. You got the Warriors just starting up. Um, comedy, theater shows, music, whatever you're looking for. You need to check out Game Time. They have killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Um, I love Game Time because one, you know how much you're going to pay. There's nothing worse than okay, I like these tickets, I go to check out, and then like a bunch of fees are slapped on. You don't have to worry about that game time. All the prices are included upfront, so you know exactly what you're going to get. Plus, they have views of the seats. There's nothing. The second worst thing is when you buy tickets and you get there and you realize you have bad seats. Um, game time takes care of the two worst things about buying tickets. Um, they have amazing flash deals going on all the time, and you can buy tickets up to one hour after an event starts. It's a Place to go for last-minute uh, seats. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with uh, Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms of apply. Uh, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L, for $20 off. Uh, download the Game Time app. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And then the Sharks scored a goal against the Caps. Uh, so the Sharks lose three to one. And this was 
easily their best game of the season. And I think uh, you have to take into account the opponent, right? Uh, the Caps are also one of the kind of bottom feeder teams to start the season right now. Um, yes, they've won three in a row recently, and they kind of started to get things together. But it's it's been a tough season for, the, for Washington so far. Um, but Sharks get out to a goal lead. Hold it from the entire, you know, the second period. And then that third period, the wheels come off like we've kind of seen with the Sharks this season, right? Um, and this is one of those games where it's like if the Sharks probably had were up two nothing, they probably win this game because I think they can kind of clamp down a little bit more on defense. Um, but they just again, the sharks being the sharks. So um a little bit different lines because Mikhail Granlin came back. Jacob Peterson and Toma, uh, Thomas Bordalo were both sent down to the Barracuda. So the lines were a little bit different. We'll get into how the lines performed. Uh, spoiler, Eklund's line did great again. Um, but in 53 minutes, 53-22 uh, of 5 on 5. Shot attempts, uh, Corsi 4 is 52 to 52.59 to 47.41 in favor of the Caps. So pretty close, um, you know, shot attempts wise. Uh, actual shots was, again, 5 on 5, 27 to 25 in favor of the Caps, 11 to 9 for high David, major chances, 3.13 to 2.63 expected goals for. And you can really kind of point to the third period where the Caps were trying to get back in the game, being down two goals. Uh, or being down a goal and then they tie it up and then they they really the sharks kind of put some pressure on it but then the caps uh as you guys know they uh they took over and won the game um and then added an empty netter at the end but for the forward lines so again we had zettelin hurdle duclair eklund granlin cunning uh we had hoffman sturm zadina and then smith carpenter LeBanc. Um, all as your lines. So, um, Echo and Grandland kind of actually played the most at five on five. Sharks had zero power plays in this game, but 13 to 11, uh, shot attempts for actual shots was six to eight. Uh, expected goals for was 0.8 to 0.51. Um, they also had 11 scoring chances, 11 scoring chances. Um, the next highest line put up four. Like this line was. Easily the best Sharks line. And again, if you have some more, a little bit more scoring talent on that line, uh, you're probably looking at a win here. 11 to 5 scoring chances, 3 to 2 high danger chances. Um, so I think Granlin and Eklund, excuse me, you can see the chemistry with those two guys. I think that's a great twosome. You need somebody else there. And I know, again, I know Luke Cunning scored, but um, that was the greasiest of greasy goals. And hats off to Luke Cunning for scoring that goal. Um, but you you need somebody who can shoot the puck a little bit better on that line. And I know the Sharks have a lot of guys who aren't shooting the puck very well right now. Uh, I I just want to see somebody else on that line. <laughs> um, the Zettelin Hurdle Declare line, uh, 1046, 10 to 12 shot attempts, uh, two to six uh, shots for 0.34 to 0.65 expected goals for four to nine scoring chances. So this, this line kind of got caved in a little bit. Uh, one to four high danger chances. Um, so the Hoffman Sturm's the Dina line, 552, zero to eight 
shot attempts. Um, I, that's impressive to go an entire game and not get a shot attempt off as a line for five, almost six minutes. Um, zero to two actual shots, uh, zero expected goals, four, zero high scoring chances, zero high danger chances. Uh, that line needs to get shot into the sun. Um, sorry, uh, just not a. Then again, it's not like you're playing some world beater. You're playing the Washington Capitals, who are also one of kind of the bottom feeders of, of the league right now. Um, and then finally, the uh, oops, sorry, the Smith Carpenter LeBanc line had a great day. 521, 11 shot attempts for gave up one seven to zero shot attempts, uh, 0.45 to 0.01 expected goals for four high scoring chances gave up zero, three high danger chances gave up zero. Um, so that might might be a little bit something there. I know they had a little bit rougher time on on uh Friday, but we'll see with that line. I I would expect some changes still um with the with the lines coming on Thursday, especially with the Sharks getting home, getting to actually practice for a couple of days and um maybe do some tweaking there, but that <clears throat> right now the Eklund Granlin line is like kind of your best line and I I think you need to try to find, put your best shooter. And I don't know if it's Duclair. Um, I don't know if it's Adina. I don't know if it's Hoffman, whoever it is. You, I think you need some better shooting talent on that line because you're still struggling to score goals. Um, and Or maybe it's Daniel Gushin. So um, as for Mackenzie Blackwood, um, he had a pretty solid day as well. Um <laughs> 41 shots against 39 saves, two goals allowed. Um, again, remember the third goal is a empty netter expected goals against 4.35, uh, 951 save percentage, 12 high danger shots gave, uh, had 11 high danger saves, 10 mid danger had 10, uh, mid danger saves, then 18 low danger and had, uh, 17 low danger saves. So, uh, Blackwood's been great. Um, and even that game last week against Tampa, like, zero percent on black but that team just came out flat so um uh, you gotta i think 10 percent into the season you gotta feel pretty solid about at least the sharks goaltending um that has been much better than expected um for the sharks this year and uh we'll see how long they can keep this pace up um but the offense has been easily the most disappointing thing about about the sharks this year um and it's the lack of just shooting talent they're they struggle to create high danger chances. And when they do create high danger scoring chances, they just don't have the right guys in position to try to capitalize off of it. So um, we'll see what David Quinn continues to do to kind of try to generate more offense. Um, but this was a just, if the Sharks could have squeaked out like another goal in the second, we'd be talking about how the Sharks got their first win. Uh, I like I feel pretty good about like, yeah, if they got, they got into two, especially the way Blackwood is playing. Um, they were up two nothing going into the third. I feel like they probably are able to, to kind of put the clamps on and win that game. So, um, but again, they did it. So, Oh, for October for the sharks, um, as they have now lost nine in a row and it does, they go home now, um, they don't play again until Thursday where they play the Vancouver Canucks, who have been an absolute um, offensive monster 
um, to start the season. Um, yeah, it's it's not looking good for our Sharkies on that day um, to try to get their first win. Then they play Pittsburgh um, on Saturday night with Eric Carlson's return to San Jose. Philly, who's been much better than expected. Edmonton, who's starting to get their stuff together. Vegas, Anaheim, who's been pretty good. Florida, the Blues. I think the Blues is your next like realistic, like winnable game because the Blues have also struggled offensively. Um, so, yeah, uh, you might be looking at like the week before Thanksgiving, realistically, when the Sharks get their first win, potentially have their first win. So, um, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be a long season, kids. So before we check in on the CUDA, who had a tough, tough weekend, I'm just going to do that here in one second. But first, I want to let you guys know, of course, you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $100.50 bets if your team wins. So if you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders. Again, Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown. It's like a thousand straight weeks. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. Just keep betting that you're gonna. It's it's free money. Uh, so visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Uh, FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right, and then the Barracuda. Had another tough weekend. Uh, Saturday, they get absolutely curb stomped by uh, by the Firebirds, eight to two. It was eight nothing before Daniel Gushin put a little lipstick on the pig. Um, and then on Saturday, as we've seen before multiple times from the Barracuda this season, uh, two goal lead, and you can't hold on as the Barracuda lose five to four in overtime. Uh, and I know, like Barracuda, you're you're still trying to figure things out, but the blue line has been kind of the most disappointing part of this of the Barracuda, right? Especially with all the talent right now, because you have NHL guys like Shimmick on there, okay? Um, you have Mukubadulin, you have Henry Thrun, you have Kavanke, who I was really high on with the trade, and it's just they continually kind of just making bad mistakes, um, and kind of you know, and that's. And I, I think Romanov, who's I, I think he has been the best goalie for the Barracuda so far this season. I don't think that's much of a, a reach to say something like that. Um, but it's the defense has been kind of the, the, the worrisome part so far, and the penalty kill has been atrocious for the the Barracuda. It's it's anytime they go on a penalty kill, you just feel like it's going to go in the back of the net because they're just unable to um, kill penalties right now, and the power play has been poor as well um just very stagnant and um i know they're going to be getting bordelow back here and peterson who both will be good additions especially bordelow on the power play um but the the this team can't hold a lead right now and it is multiple times so far early in the season having a three to one lead or having a two goal lead and blowing the game um you got to get those 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 situations ironed out because especially if you want to try to make um, some noise heading into the playoffs and stuff, you're going to have to hold leads. Um, again, you've been getting 
great contributions from like guys like Brandon Coe, who's started out the season really well. Um, I think he had his uh, third or fourth goal today. Like he he's really showing what what you kind of hope to see from him last year. And Daniel Gushin, who is now currently tied for third in the AHL in points. Uh, he has 12 points this season. Uh, in seven games, he has three goals, nine assists for 12 points. Um, he had three primary assists in today's game and had two goals on on Saturday. Um, I don't know. I know the Sharks want to like be patient with their prospects and stuff, but like we saw Gushin perform and produce in the NHL last year, and he is been performing and producing in the AHL to start the season. Um, your team has struggled to score more. You we've you can't score more than one goal, right? Um, putting Daniel Gushin on a line with um, Eklund, who Gushin and Eklund already have plenty of chemistry from playing all this all all, all last season on the Barracuda, um, and then Mikhail Granlin, who's I thought looked really good in today's game and I think can be, you know, a, a nice piece for the Sharks this season. You, you got to think really long and hard about, uh, I know the season's basically already lost, but like getting Gushin good run on the team when the team is still kind of quote unquote competitive right now, um, because he's, he's been out awesome and it's not just the shooting. He's actually, Probably, I'm sure his expected goals. We don't get all the fancy, uh, fancy stats that we do uh, in the NHL, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's probably supposed to have like five or six goals because he's had some really nice looks that just haven't been able to connect. But it's the passing and his ability to find open teammates and make great passes. Um, that vision of his has been on display this year. And him and him and Justin Bailey have had some really good chemistry to start the season. Um, and I think you could I don't think it's gonna be long before Daniel Gushin gets gets called up because um, yes, the sharks are tanking, but they still like the sharks as a franchise are taking tanking, right? Just remember that. Guys like David Quinn and Mike Greer, they they still want to win games, right? Um, they're going day in day out. You're trying to win games, but in the long run, you know this team where this team is at realistically. And um, getting a guy like Gushin, start getting him ready for NHL games because he um, can be a big part of the Sharks' future. I don't see like I think you gotta you gotta do it here soon because um, he's just been incredible to start the season so um yeah i want to see gushin i i think eklund gushin and and uh mikhail granlin like great passing between all three of them and we know gushin can score uh I, we know eklund's his shot has gotten better and granlin okay on the shot but like i think those guys I, mean, I think that the iq of granlin can help make that work so um please please Give us something exciting to watch. Just not Luke Cunning on the same line as William Eklund anymore. Um, that's going to be it for me today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow to kind of dig into the defense now that we're kind of 10% into the season. See which defensemen have been 
pretty good. Spoiler, Ty Emerson has been a great find for the Sharks. Uh, so we're going to spend some time tomorrow just kind of digging into the defense and seeing what, which defensemen have kind of popped so far and which ones have maybe been a little lackluster. So make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can subscribe on YouTube as well. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and Instagram at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at my fry hole. And until tomorrow, bye, friends.